0: Listeners, welcome to another show on Rising Above Shadows of Abuse. Brazar. I'm your host, Grace O'Pair. Juliet Carriman is a coach, mentor, trainer, and writer, specializing in the reinvention of the most intimate relationship in life, the one you have with yourself. She's also the founder of the hugely successful UK-based coaching practice, Feel Fully You. In this in-depth discussion with Raza, Juliet explains how there are many ways to heal a damaged person of their trauma by using a variety of methods and practices. She also details her interrelated approach when dealing with pain and suffering of the human condition holistically, to resolve deep emotional issues. As Juliet states in the interview, grief gifted me the acceptance of the perfection of my journey. There is such beauty in feeling the totality of life. You don't have to do this alone. I'm delighted to introduce to you today, Juliet Paraman. The founder of Feel Fully You, a master coach and trainer in accelerated evolution, orgasmic meditation, and erotic blueprint coach, mentioned just a few. Welcome, Juliet. Would you like to share with us why you started the
1: organization? Hi, Grace. Thank you for having me. Uh, Yes. So I am a mother of four, which is also really important, right? Because that just brings a lot to the equation. My kids are in their early 20s. I had four kids in under three years time. So you can imagine how hectic my life was. (laughs) Um, So I got into coaching I actually got into coaching because of uh, psychology. Two of my children are highly dyslexic. So I studied, I went into psychology, I studied, I became a SENCO, Special Educational Needs Coordinator. So I helped and I taught uh, kids on the spectrum, on the autism spectrum of dyslexia, dyspraxia, uh, autism, high-functioning autism. And more and more, I wanted to dive into even more personal development and the funny thing is oftentimes you need to hit rock bottom yourself before something shifts so this is what happened to me i divorced my husband got into another relationship seven children between the two of us and my body gave up i was over giving a lot my body gave up i spent nine months in and out of hospital they keep fainting they didn't know what happened so fast forward I went deep into personal development, started um, a coaching program, took several coaching programs, uh, certified in a lot of different modalities. And why I started my, my brand, Feel Fully You, is because more and more people came to me who actually wanted more in life. They wanted to feel more. Their life was good. We're not broken. But there's just a yearning for more. And we always look outside ourselves. We want to change our jobs, our career, just if we look better, if we lose the weight, if we gain the weight, if we're only fitter, whatever it is outside of us. And actually, that's not going to make you happier. But really look inside, go inwards, have the intimacy with yourself. And that's that's what started it. So that's why my brand Feelfully You, um, you know, arose. I seem to have some similarities I've got four
0: children as well oh great yeah. I've got one with special needs he's got dyslexia dyspraxia yeah. you know something with his motor neuron so it no, does resonate know. with me yeah it does yeah. resonate with me and yes three of my children are in their and early twenties and my last is 16 so oh cute so you see we're on the same path <laughs> yes, I guess so so um what sort of advice or consultancy does feel fully you
1: give? so it's mostly coaching coaching and mentoring so i used to start with just one-on-one coaching and that's become now a lot of group programs i'd run group programs um that are some of our evergreen so you can go through them on your own pace they're on the the website there are a lot of free things as well um there's hypnotherapy so i take people through a lot of phobias uh stop smoking all these kind of things so that's one-on-one coaching and then i've started doing vip days so full day for for one person one-on-one and um retreats so i have a retreat in september planned but really the thing that i think is most accessible to people is the group coaching we because you, know, you can go at things on your own pace. There are some things that are live. So is Feel fully you primarily for women and couples or for men too? It's interesting, right? So I started and it was just women. Um, And I started actually with the Love Your Midlife Method, right? I was in my midlife. I was noticing that a lot of women also wanted more out of midlife. Um, So I created this this, this course called the Love Your Midlife Method. And more and more men started coming to me afterwards, couples. Um, And now I'm thinking of actually running a program just for men. So, yes, I do work with men. I don't advertise it that much, but I do have some private clients that are men. And what has been primarily the the case is other coaches and therapists and entrepreneurs are really, you know, most most of them are women or some couples that want more intimacy together.
0: All right, that leads me to my next question. Fearfully, you, deals with a number of different subjects or topics. How are they interrelated? Ah, good question.
1: Oh. So I think I started out just as a relationship coach, a relationship mentor. And then the more that you start having an intimate relationship with yourself, the more comes up. I went deep into sacred sexuality, um, co-led a group here in the UK, brought their first coaching program here, went into Tantra, went into BDSM. But the one thing that all of this sacred sexuality sexuality, and normal um, relationship coaching and trauma coaching has is it's really the relationship with self. Because if we don't have a relationship with self, how can we then have a good relationship with others when we're looking outside of ourselves inside instead of what's inside of us? So I've just followed the breadcrumbs. Every time that, you know, that something came up for me to work through, then I would learn that. So, you know, NLP and CBD and EFT tapping and then hypnotherapy. So I just took the courses that i loved and that helped me at that point my my sister passed away my mom and my father so you know i i I dealt with all of that then shamanism came on my way so it's like every time i felt what the right thing was so now all my courses um, basically have a whole bunch of different things i pick a mix of things and i make them my own but that have helped me and that will help my clients you mentioned quite a salient point about
0: loving yourself or being more self-aware. Mm-hmm. Can you expand on that? Because some people might not know what it means to be able to look within yourself and love
1: yourself. Yeah. So one of my favorite quotes that, that I've coined is, awareness is the, self, is the first step towards self-love. So if we really look at everyone's problems you know if we want to call them problems but things where where we're not a hundred percent clear yet it boils down to we feel like we're unaccepted we're unloved we're unlovable there's there's something we're not that perfection right when a baby is born they don't think that they're too much when they cry right they're just like they smile at you they poop they cry when they want to be changed or when they want to be fed right and that is yeah. just their life but then all the imprints from parents from family from 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 instances and then we be we shrink down and we start doubting the perfection of this is this, you know, this soul that's having this beautiful human experience and once we start becoming aware of the patterns that we're holding that is where the beauty is right and it doesn't always have to be hard but when you notice something in someone else that annoys you just Mm -hmm. look at it it's like oh why am I annoyed yeah I'm seeing in that person something that I probably can't see in myself or I don't accept in myself yet and honestly in those moments that's the glimmers, right? Those are, are like the triggers are really the glimmers because that's, that's where the gold is. And that's when you can, and that's where the charge is because we have emotional charge with something. And then once we can work through that, it just becomes like, oh, that's something that happened to me, but it doesn't define me. Exactly. It's like trauma. It's, you know, it's something that happened too fast too soon for the psyche or the mind to process and it's happened some it's something that happened to us but you know it doesn't define who I am as a person yeah thank you out of experience yes
0: (laughs) so what are the
1: issues that most affect your clients it's a lot of different ones I mean I have a group of people that are starting their businesses so they're coaches and they love what they do and yet they want to expand a little bit more so i kind of give really good advice saying how can you be more of yourself you don't have to have a website you don't have to do it a certain way but how can you feel more into yourself and how can you energetically then call in those clients when you align yourself energetically so that's one group of people another group is really the um the people that want more intimacy. And with intimacy, I don't mean sex. Immediately, okay. But it's, it's how can we have a more intimate conversation? Like you and I are having a pretty intimate conversation, right? How can we bring more what's on the inside out? And then you know i do have the people that actually do want to have more sexual sexual pleasure together so i also teach them how their way into pleasure is and that's where i've i've done a lot of training as well and we don't we don't often communicate that because we haven't been taught to talk about what we want we may not even know how we want to be touched we we may even not soothe ourselves so you know it's it's calming that nervous system and then really start being inquisitive start start being curious about what kind of touch do i like how can i how can i explore it as myself maybe really light stroking of the inside of my wrist up do i like that Ooh, do i want to add a bit of nails to it do i want to caress it or maybe slightly pinch it how does that feel and really being super curious and then realizing that your partner might also feel completely different. And like, let's explore this together. And then I have some people with deep, deep trauma. I um, I coach and mentor some um, some parents of children that have committed suicide. So that really find it tough in the world. And they're like blaming themselves. Um, I have a lot of grief patients that have lost um lost parents have lost children have lost their their partners yeah Yeah, and they really just want to know how can we go on in life and you know the guilt of of continuing to live while you know either their children have you know are, are no longer there so there's it's it's quite varied but the one thing that everything has in common is the relationship to self did you find that during and after the COVID pandemic and
0: subsequent lockdowns that the numbers of clients you had
1: increased? There were a lot of people that had more time to go online. So, yes, there were, there were also a bit more um, clashes between people because all of a sudden everyone was at home, all the children, the father and the mother that usually aren't at home together we're all at home at the same time so we had to definitely use a few strategies to get um people to coexist and to really learn how to communicate because that was kind of lost before the uh, pandemic and I must say a lot of couples actually became closer in the, in the pandemic with my help so it was it was a beautiful time so the, the issues I consulted you about changing anyway yes i would say that they're they're definitely because of COVID. there was just more of it was more like a pressure cooker right it was more like oh my god this is now either it's it's like make it or break it i want to kill my my husband he's so annoying okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i had i had quite a few clients what do i do um because it was stressful we were there's also that added fear of Actually, you know, when we're come in contact with someone else, especially in the beginning, we might die. So it brought up a whole host of fear for people. Fear and emotions of, apart from fear, I guess. Yeah, massive emotions. and It's like, but you know, I'm actually afraid of my life. So I don't want to interact with people. And it's 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 that was really interesting to watch when we came out of lockdown, how people are were still. Very like you know, like standoffish, and and didn't want to come too close to each other, and and were fearful for their mm-hmm. lives. And there was a lot of distancing. So went okay. straight into
0: people's uh, subconscious mm-hmm. yes, that you know the person might be dangerous. I need to
1: back up. Yeah, it, I mean it was really interesting reading a room and and just actually reading where people's re- reactions were. physic, the physical reactions were like repelling like no stay away from me like like and really like you could see them with their hands and just pushing them their hands away like this is my space and you could see when when people when you were outside and you had those the what was it one one meter two meters whatever three feet two meters distance distance, then if people encroach on that that they really got snappy Hmm. but do you think that's improved Oh yeah, definitely. It's improved again. It's improved. And I also see where now there's um, there's a need to come together in person. People don't want to be on Zoom anymore. I think we're a little bit um, devices tired because we have spent so much time on devices that now actually a lot of people would like to have an in-person event, put put down their phones and actually connect. I
0: think when you Meet people one on one, physical touch, physical contact. It's, it's more. Will I say um, genuineness? Completely. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And it's also it's it's you, you can have beautiful boundaries, and yet there's like oh we co-regulate each other and yes we can do this online but when we're in the same room together it is completely different and i've noticed this with the retreats that i hold that actually everyone drops in and even if you do just a one day retreat or a one day vip day there's so much more connection you can get so much more. I was going to say so much more done, but but it just feels like there's so so much more of a bigger transformation that happens in a shorter amount of time. So on the fully you website, you say grief
0: gifted me with the acceptance of the perfection
1: of my journey. Can you explain what that means? Yeah. So. I was leading this organization in the uk and their coaching program and then my sister who was 52 became really ill and got ovarian cancer and i dropped everything to be with her so you know, so i would fly to holland because she was in, I'm, I'm dutch so i flew from london to, to holland and i would spend probably about 10 days a month with her um and really learning how to talk about everything. So I wanted to make sure that everything was talked through, that she could leave um, feeling that, you know, that she's been close to her children, that there was nothing, there was no stone unturned. There was nothing left unsaid. So that was beautiful, but it was painful, obviously. Then a year later, my father, um, fell and then got dementia and he passed away. So um, so I was there helping my parents. My parents were older and, and needed a lot of supporting. So I was the only one left at that point. Then my mother wanted to commit euthanasia. So that was six months of jumping through hoops and making sure that, you know, that she wasn't doing this because of grief, because of losing her husband and her daughter. So it meant that I had to be really present with each of them and with myself because you know I'm holding down my four children yes. <laughs> traveling up and down I have a new relationship um, uh, yeah juggling a lot of balls in the air I have my 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 company that works so it was really learning how to be in the present and how to feel every moment because when we Open up to feeling again, we can feel both the beauty and also the massively painful. But yet, there is such beauty in feeling the totality of life. Quite profound. Yeah. So it was also funny because I would go out and, and be with friends and I'd kind of warn them, you know, they said, hey, you know, I'm I'm just going through a lot of grief at the moment. I, you don't need to caretake me, but I just want to let you know that, you know, we might I might be laughing in the next moment, you know, you'll you'll cease not flying and I'm crying. Don't worry, I'm okay, I'm taking care of me. But this is how I work through my grief at the moment. And I kind of really wear my my grief and my emotions on my sleeve. So the feedback I've gotten from my close friends and the people that I did share this with, is like, it's actually been really beautiful to watch the totality, all the facets of it, because not oftentimes people just hide it.
0: Thank you so much for sharing this beautiful um, piece. This is quite sensitive. Yes, that was quite a lot of sacrifice on your, behalf, on, on, on your part. And not only that, you had to juggle a lot of things together.
1: Yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a lot, and and you don't think about it as a sacrifice. I mean, I've, I've it was interesting. I've never never thought about it being a. It's sacrifice. a sacrifice as well as love. You exude, yeah, it was just love. Yeah, profound love. Because, something that needed to yeah. It was like this is how I could love them, and and yeah. honestly, my mother as she took her last breath and. She got really scared at the end and, she, and she's like, oh, what do I do? So I sang to her the, the lullaby that she used to sing to us. So I got on the bed and I just said, just, just look at my eyes, keep looking at my eyes, keep looking at my eyes, administered the, the medicine. And then, you know, her breath stopped and then her heart kept beating. So I was like, oh, but, you know, it was. I mean, of course I, I, I tried everything to like, Hey mom, do you want to come live with me? Can we move you somewhere else? But she's like, no, I really want to do this. And then of course, in the end, it was that, that fear, that letting go. Right. But it felt um, it felt a really beautiful transition to do this. And, and and, and being in service, you know, death doulas do an incredible service. Yeah.
0: Wow. All I can say is, wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 um,
1: it's kind of very sacred to Mm. be with someone as they pass and to allow their soul to go and to go back. And you, you see the peacefulness in their expression. They become one of the universe. And it's, it's, it's really a beautiful, sacred calling. So that's what I mean. That it's, it's set me up for, um, yeah for my journey to really feel everything
0: and I think you've also imbibed that also in your coaching business as you've been able to see the passage of life yeah.
2: into the other side
1: completely and 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 that's how my journey has been. There've been little breadcrumbs, and I've just followed them on the road. And that's when I would take a course, or that's when I would you know, find someone, or you know someone would come on my path, and I would I would never really understand why am I doing this, but then, it helped someone else. Like for instance, um, I was all of a sudden I met the shaman, and I did this sacred medicine. And I re-remembered my near-death experience when I was 18 months old. So I told my sister about this when she was in hospital. She's like, yeah, I fished you out of the moat. You were drowning. I'm like yeah i i I now know and then it was like you know when i did the sacred ticket plant medicine it was like going through a tunnel going up to the light and becoming one with the universe with god with with whatever you want to call it i said i was air i was the the sun i was was nothing there was this complete ego death and we discussed that a lot so on the day that she died she said hey jules hey juliet can i go to the light now
2: Hmm. Like
1: yes, but on the way, every single time something has come in my path, and I've just trusted. Okay, I need yes. to do it somehow, and then it's been of service for someone else.
2: Okay,
1: wow, uh, that is so
2: so wow. Uh, it's so, hmm, like I said, profound. Yeah. And I guess it's
0: a, a journey that will stick with you till when you're ready to go
1: because when it's my time right <laughs> yeah yeah and it's also it's it's interesting because that whole journey with death and grief has just taught me that I'm not afraid to die anymore yeah and honestly we all come on this earth for a reason right and it's kind of like everyone is always searching what is my reason what's my uh, what's what's my purpose. Soul- yeah my soul's purpose here yeah for me i've kind of realized it's like oh to live a, to leave a little bit of light and to to have touched people's lives and now having been of service to three or four people as they passed over i'm like okay i'm i'm done i've done this so yeah you know, yes i would love to see my grandchildren i'd love to see my kids get married
0: yeah, Definitely.
1: Um, like okay i've i've done a lot i've um i'm i'm happy i'm i'm kind of complete
0: Lustful words sort of well Let's get along with um, what you still have to tell our listeners. You're a master coach and trainer in Accelerated Evolution, Orgasmic Meditation, and in addition, you're also an Erotic Blueprint Coach. Could you kindly explain (laughs) a bit more about these titles and why have they been trademarked?
1: Yeah, so these are companies, so Accelerated Evolution Academy is uh, a Canadian company that helps move through intense experiences, helps unblockages, and has a lot of methods that they take people through, and actually a lot of coaches and therapists um take the training so that they can help first themselves and also then their clients so I've been a master coach and trainer um, for them for a few years and now have come up with my own method my um, rapid release rewire and restore method um, which has a few of their things but also a lot of my hypnotherapy in it erotic blueprint is uh, is another organization yeah and it is the way that we each have a way into pleasure it's a little bit like the five love languages this is your uh, language of pleasure what is your entry point into pleasure and once you find this out and then you find out your partners you're like oh a little light bulb goes out it's like okay I understand now so so that was really interesting how um I kind of found them and I was like, okay, yes, orgasmic meditation is one of the practices that I practice and that really taught me how to become more in my body, learn more about um, body sensations and sharing that with a person. So instead of saying, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine or I'm angry, just sharing like at the moment I have uh, I feel a warmth in my heart and the edges feel a little bit jagged and the weight is about three kilos and it's static, it's slightly contracting. And you'll be like, okay, I can feel in my body what that would feel like for you. And we're not used to actually sharing this with people, but it's it shows you a little bit into me. Right, and then you can also in your your body feel what that would feel like for you. So all of these, and then tantra as well, and all of these have just been ways and um, methods and organizations that I learned their way of things, and then I've all incorporated into. My box of Juliet's jewels, and then I mix them up, and I come up with my own thing. <laughs> we all do that, right? We yeah, take, we do, yeah. We take what resonates, we make it our own, and we discard the rest. Yeah, that's correct. That is your flavor.
0: That is Juliet. Yeah, Juliet's recipe. Completely. <laughs> You also use or have used Master Neuro Linguistic Programming, NLP, Trauma and Somatic Release, Emotional Freedom Technique, Hypnotherapy and shamarism. You're also a former professional dominatrix, Uh (laughs) a Dakini teacher and a Tantra teacher. How do these varied and differentialism interact with
1: each other? It's interesting, right? So a lot of these are sacred sexuality. So it's really opening yourself up to sensations in the body. Um, Tantra is very much about being in touch with yourself and then sharing that with someone else. So how I became a professional dominatrix is actually on this path of learning myself. Um, I was in this BDSM uh class and I was getting flogged with with a flogger so you know with the tails and on my shoulders in between my shoulders and I could feel that there was something that wanted to come out my body and it just felt like like there was a balloon that was about to pop that was going up and up and up up. so I asked her and her assistant I'm like can you both flog me because you know I knew something was about to go um And I remembered, because because they went on, they went on, and then at one point, it was like, you reach these ecstatic states But that's also a place where you can also remember things. So all these, these images came rushing through sensations. I was crying. My body was, was shivering, shaking a little bit. Like if you think about like a deer being chased by something and then afterwards shaking, or even a dog, you know, in the animal kingdom, that's what they do. They shake it off. We humans don't usually. And I re I remembered that I'd gotten date raped by five guys when I was 18, but my psyche couldn't handle that then. So it completely closed it off. I, I remember really well that it was another girl and me. We got out of there. We, you know, we went, we somehow managed to, to escape and, and went back home. Saw each other twice afterwards. Never spoke about it because we thought it was our fault. Obviously, and just like shoved it under the carpet. So it was only like 20 years later. You repressed it all this while. you didn't tell anyone about it? I didn't I told one person about it, but I didn't tell my parents about it. But no, I I, I told one or two people and then I just completely repressed it. Were you and scared? If, was, was that why you didn't want to tell your parents? Or you felt
0: it was stigma. Well, stigma was too enormous for you to tell anyone, apart from your
1: those two or three people. Being ashamed of it. Thinking that part of it was my fault, and then also my psyche just couldn't handle it, right? Because that's what happens with with trauma. We just kind of like we we think that we had something to do with it. So that's when I really started to dive deep into um, into into more um, personal development and trauma, and that's what really sparked my interest in trauma. So I came back to the UK. And somehow I realized I had to duplicate this experience. So I found a dom and I asked him, said, can you get five men? But I want to replay out. So I want to act out this experience, but I want to give it a different finish. So that is every experience has an image, a thought, a body sensation and an emotion. So by reenacting it, but by giving it a different ending, Yeah, I let go of a lot of charge. So this is how I came into the whole BDSM scene. And then he said, hey, you know, you'd make a really good dom, dominatrix. And basically what I used um, my role as a dominatrix for was to help release women and men from their trauma, to have them reach those heightened states where they can actually heal their trauma.
0: So you actually went into it because you wanted to help people heal from their trauma.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that we can use so many different methods for methods, healing? yeah. And and you know, sensuality and sexuality is a big one. Yeah. It's it's like power, money, and sexuality are the biggest, you know, biggest charge for people. And that's where, you know, you also have the most healing. Hmm. Most liberation. Could you reiterate the five? um
0: is it senses now. The,
1: the four. The, yeah. So if you think back at an experience, so you've had an experience, say that you've had someone, you got angry with someone. Someone, someone cut you off. Okay. Let's just do something really easy. So that experience, you can break it down into four elements. So you have an image. The image might be that car cutting in front of you the thought might be like you eh, whatever you know you bad word <laughs> like, um, the body sensation might be tightness in your chest or like you know like like tightness or constriction somewhere in your body right and clenching, then clenching clenching your fists yeah there you go and then the emotion will be anger or surprise or annoyance right so if you think about it any experience has those four elements in it and that's what is part of my training where I take people through those four elements and really allow them to step into that, to experience them again. And then you release the charge with it because once you can start moving through that, then there's another layer. It's like, okay, what's the next image, next thought, the next body sensation, the next emotion. And then you get to this space where it's like, Oh, I just kind of, there there are no more thoughts. This is kind of like a, a really quick, way to med- meditative states to those like really deep meditation states that not a lot of us can get to but by doing this you release all the pressure all the charge all the thought or the monkey brain goes and then you're just like oh okay i'm in the here and now i'm not pulled back to that experience i'm not pulled to the future or the fear of what's happening but i'm here right now
0: so it's like appealing layers of onions and getting to the core.
1: absolutely (laughs) that's what I I, I can hear you say actually okay Mm -hmm. yeah it completely is it's it's peeling onions it's rebirth it's it's really like like you know stripping away that outer layer and then an inner layer and and more and more and more until you get to that like newborn baby and you're like oh okay I'm whole again yeah, that's the core.
0: Yeah. You say in Feel Fooly You, I bring a lot of these practices to our coaching but Credentials only tell part of the story. So what else
1: tells the story? Well, experience tells the story, right? I mean, I'm 55. I have lived, I have lived a full life. I mean, you as a mom of four know that with kids, you Go up and down and you have a lot of experience and especially if there's you know special educational needs or, or special needs my my sister before she died she has twins and one of the the boy is in a wheelchair he has cerebral palsy so you know you bring experience to, to everything it's it's how do I speak to my children what have I learned you know, what is my take on it it doesn't mean that it's the only way but this is what has helped me so it's like yes i can get all my education i can get all the diplomas but that only yeah you know, is part of it it's part like, of learning yeah part of learning. learning being yeah, living yeah. in different countries the, the different experiences i used to spend four months a year in in lebanon being married to lebanese palestinian so it's the intercultural Things I'm Dutch, you know, but I live in the UK. So it's it's all these things that make the totality of the richness of kind of like that pot of tools, the the, the Juliet's jewels mm. that I can kind of dig through. I'm like, oh, this will help you, and oh, that could work.
0: Mm.
1: It's like the toolbox, exactly. the key. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm.
0: So, what do you hope to attain or achieve in the future?
1: Oh. I was just, it was interesting. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I would love, I've I've just come back yesterday um, from Lebanon, from Beirut and Dubai. And especially Lebanon, there is so much, there are so many refugees. There are over 2 million Syrian refugees there that actually don't have food and that are begging. And a lot of them have trauma. I mean, the whole state of you know the country of lebanon is you see these people full in trauma they're tired they don't have enough money to eat you know they've had bombs explosions all kinds of stuff and they they have no two x two million extra people to cope with what i'd really love is to set up an education that can help these people so that I can educate the teachers and they then bring it into either the camps, the Syrian camps, the Palestinian camps, and actually just teach the population that we don't have to hold on to that fear, that we don't have to be in that survival state. Only and, yeah.
2: that we can let
1: go. Wow,
0: that would be wonderful. Yeah. And we need more people, like you. That. That's why I'm passionate about what I do actually mm-hmm. helping women what help would you give a survivor of abuse and what last words would you give as a word of encouragement
2: to them I would say take a
1: breath now really take a breath in through your nose out through your mouth take three breaths and just tap into your body what's happening right now pick a one body part and notice is it contracted is it expansive is it warm is it cold is it smooth is it raggedy and just notice this moment see what thoughts are coming up
2: what emotions are coming up and allow yourself to be with them and then
1: one of my my biggest advice is find like-minded people that can hold you that aren't out to fix you
2: Hmm.
1: there's some incredible podcasts like yours there's some incredible accounts on instagram that can actually teach you somatics you know do put a Put your right hand under your armpit, your left armpit, and cross your other arm across and then hug yourself. So give yourself a heart hug and notice that your breathing will come, will go down, your heart rate will go down and you're not in that fight or flight or freeze anymore and where you can just be in your body because we live so disconnected from our bodies and reach out. There's so much out there and you're not alone. You're not broken
0: thank you so much Juliet and I appreciate you coming on the show thank you for it's having been a, it's been a wonderful pleasure having you would you like to um tell our listeners how they can get in touch
1: with you absolutely I think my website's probably the easiest so it's called feelfullyyou.com and in it there are A lot of group programs, like something like called Feel, Scrumptious Bodies, Soul Essence, they're all programs that you can buy and that you can go on and um, do at your own pace i have a lot of free hypnotherapy meditations there there's a whole free section there's a whole bunch of blogs there's a whole bunch of other other things that you can look at on instagram i am Juliet caraman so Juliet is double t-e french spelling and then caraman k-a-r-a-m-a-n and the same on facebook and just yeah just look me up i've 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 written quite, quite a few um, articles and commented on stuff. So it's, uh, there's a lot out there, and you don't have to do this alone. That's true. Listeners, that's it for
0: today. You've heard what Juliet said. You don't have to do this alone. So stay positive and be safe. This has been grace Opera for Raza, Rising Above Shadows of Abuse. See you on our next show. Bye for now. You can leave your comments on our social media handles or our email address, risingaboutshadowsofabuse at gmail.com. Take care.